Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast. I am your host, now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg. And the reason I'm starting to laugh is because my throat kind of gurgled in the intro when I was talking just now. And Jordan heard it and he gave me the eyes. He was like this. But anyway, I'm joined in studio as always by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. Love to hear that. Um, been a nice week. Went to the gym today. Worked out legs. Yes, I'm squatting 225 now and it's that's not that's neither here nor there. It's not the point, but I am feeling it. The legs are barking. The knees are barking. And I don't know if I want to go too much heavier than that. I'm 32 now. I don't, I'm not trying out for a pro sports team like I might be 10 years ago, you know, when the Lions wanted me, actually. I don't know if I ever told you that. What is a sport? Oh, that got hairy. That got hairy in a hurry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> whatever. We're rolling with it, okay? I do need some water, though. And that actually brings me to my next point. I didn't give Dickies their fair treatment on the last episode. A couple listeners were like, yeah, that was a great episode, but where was the Dickies mentioned? So I have in my Dickies cup right here, big yellow cup, which they sell with all their value meals, their plates, etc., which is actually a souvenir cup that you can take home after you dine in their wonderful environment where you can have ice cream for dessert for free, self-serve, and soft-serve. But anyway, there's water in here and I need some. So I'm going to drink off the mic. Jordan, tell me about your day. We have not been to Dickies yet. <laughs> it's about my day. <laughs> Trust me, I think about that every day. Yeah, we um, need to go back. We need to go. For the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go initially. And then we can go back. I would love to. Yeah. Um, that cheddar jalapeno sausage. Are you freaking kidding me? Come see me. Get into my stomach. Um, I have a funny... A, a interesting couple of facts. I used to work in an office with two of my close friends and every morning our friend Taylor would, would tell us random facts that he would learn. And I'd be like, how do you know these things? How, where are you getting this? And he's like, it's on a little Reddit thread called today. I learned. And I went on today. I learned today. And I found a fact that just absolutely tickled me. I want to I share it with you guys today. I learned that in 2016, Dubai man Mohammed Bashir bought a lottery ticket before boarding. Bo- cool, dude. He bought a lottery ticket before boarding a flight, which crashed and he- and exploded. But he escaped and he won a million dollars from the lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. I need that kind of luck. Um, my brother in a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> man, one can only be so lucky. Would you endure a plane crash for a million? knowingly like get on the plane knowing that you're going to crash but you'll get a million if you survive (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess if it's like knowing i'm going to survive with all of my limbs what kind of pain would you endure for a million bucks would you jump off the would you jump off the golden gate bridge if you knew you'd survive would you jump off for a million bucks no okay would you lose a finger no no even painlessly? No. I would. Take 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 this ring finger right here. I'm probably going to get married someday, so I got to keep my left. But somebody, you can take my ring my right ring finger. 
No, I couldn't do that. Left is the one you put rings on, right? Yeah. Left is right, right? I see you. Right is What's right, that made right. out of? What kind of metal are we working with here? Gold. Truly? Yeah. Wow. Um, listen to this. Today I learned that in 2015, a fan of the Australian band Peking Duck got backstage at their concert by adding himself as a family member on their wiki page and showing it to security. <laughs> See? I'm in the family. It says so on Wikipedia. <laughs> Doing that like in the parking Prove lot. Prove it. <laughs> the band wasn't even upset, saying we ended up having a bunch of beers with him and he was an absolute legend. That is so sweet. I'm doing that next time 38 Special comes to town. That's a band that I recently discovered that they were making they were making music in the early 80s. And I recently heard this song called Caught Up in You and it's the best song ever. And I asked my buddy Will, who's like kind of like a, he likes older music, pre, pre-current era. And I was like, why didn't you ever tell me about 38 Special? He's like, what? What about them? They're played 24-7 on the classic rock station around here. What do you want to know? I was like, they have a song that's unbelievable. I'm going to play a snippet. Listen to this freaking chorus. Don't know the words. I'm mouthing the wrong words. Have you heard the song? Yeah. It's a good song. Dude, this song has been my soundtrack for the past four days. I literally have it on repeat in the gym (laughs) while I'm working. Winding down at the end of the night, out on walks around my neighborhood. I'm blasting Caught Up in You by 38 Special. Um, you think Danny Black knows it? <laughs> loyal listener to the Stouting Off podcast, Danny Black guaranteed, guaranteed knows it. Certainly knows it. And can play it. And can play it and sing it probably in 30 different keys with different instruments. Danny Black is unbelievable. Can you find his YouTube link? I want to plug him on yeah. the... On the it's like, where here. is Danny Black? Let me, let me find it. Let's make sure. Let's make sure. While I take a sip of, of Baker's seven-year Kentucky straight bourbon. Really? Stuff's great. Yeah. So while Jordan does that, Baker's is a brand of the Jim Beam family of whiskeys. And it's aged at least for seven years. That's what they advertise. But around the collar of each bottle... They'll tell you the exact age of that that barrel. And it's a single barrel. This is almost nine years old. It's eight years, six months. They sell this for like 50 or 60 bucks, and it's unbelievable. If you're looking to add to your bourbon collection, grab some Bakers. What do you got? It's good. It's just Danny Black. Straight up. Okay, Danny YouTube. You, so you'd be like YouTube.com slash Danny Black. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Danny's an unbelievably talented musician. He plays on cruise ships and stuff like for a living in normal conditions when... You know, the the cruise industry, vacation industry is ticked up a bit, um, but he's great. We used to play in a cover band with him that played in our hometown at the Plymouth Rock, and man, we had some fun. That was fun. We would play just absolute slammers of songs, like songs that when you hear when you're out and about, if a cover band plays these songs, you're, you got to get up and dance. Let me provide some examples. Africa by Toto. Like, come on. Everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. Um, centerfold. And Jordan would play that on keys, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> you also did that solo in Africa, too. Yeah. With the, the um, it was, 
what was that patch called? It was like something flute. Pan, Pan flute. flute. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, that was so fun. Stacy's like, mom. Stacy's mom. And then we'd play some like at the time, the last time we played like um Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. We played that one. Yeah. Come on, dude. Those were the best days. Jammers. Jammers. Danny and Danny and wife Emma, please move to Nashville and we can just do this for a living. Are you kidding me? We would we would slay on Broadway. Wouldn't please that be come. fun? Yeah. We wouldn't we'd be that place, that band that doesn't just play country. We would do like pop and like nostalgic hits. You know, like songs that when you're out singing karaoke, the types of songs you want to hear. People are here for that, dude. I'm telling you. That's why whenever I whenever I go out and sing karaoke, I'm targeting nostalgia because nostalgia is a powerful thing. You can if you've listened to more than one or two episodes of the Stouting Off podcast, you can tell I run on nostalgia. That stuff fuels me. Um, yeah, like boy band hits. And I tried, like, at this point, people will do boy band hits on karaoke, like when they're singing karaoke, and it's kind of, it seems a bit pandering. So I'll try to stray off the, the, that path a bit, but I do enjoy it when other people do it. I'll sing Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. Yeah, one, two, that's what I said now. And that's what's without pitch correction right now. That's me live. If you can believe that. I got <laughs> close to the mic there. Um, I have a few go-to songs. That's one of them. I'll sing Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. And I want something to did me do this. And then I'll sing here in Nashville. This pops off. I'll sing Cruise by Florida Georgia Line. Dude. People are here for that. Baby, you're a song. You make me want to roll my windows. Um, <laughs> Sing it like that. <laughs> in that low octave, too. <laughs> Baby, you're a song. Um, dude, what do you sing? Do you have any like staple pieces that you sing when you go out? No. Why? I've never sang karaoke. I feel like I've seen you sing at least once at Miss Kelly's here, but I forgot. No. Really? That's incorrect. That night? You wanted me to. That night? Remember that night? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid night. But anyway, just love karaoke. I'd be I'd be curious, um, listeners here, what are your go-to karaoke songs? <laughs> I'm only asking because I'm curious, not because I'm going to like sing them on <laughs> We're gonna do a karaoke episode, all right? And we're just gonna sing here. Um Yeah, oh you know what? Another one that pops off is Mr. Brightside. Yeah, I can if see. If you that. sing Mr. Brightside you own the room if you sing it well. I really want to be able to sing "Lose Yourself" by by Eminem. I almost said by Eight Mile. That'd be good. The whole rap though. Mr. Brightside's verse is all of maybe yeah. two notes. Yeah. Because I yeah. I started out with it started out with like this. It was only yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's so easy if that's in your range. Bada bing, bada boom. And it's in my range. So I I go for it on that one. Um, oh, man. What was I about to say? I was talking about... Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Yeah. I also want to be able to do Rapper's Delight. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm a rapping to the beat. I got me, my crew, da, 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 and it's like a seven-minute or eight-minute like old-school rap from maybe even the 70s. Um yeah, that would be so sweet. And do it without looking at the monitors, too. I just know it. And I'm like, and everybody by minute four would be like, wrap it up. Can we get some in sync going? Or like, yeah, 
Come on. You're like at the back of the room with the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when karaoke places have wireless mics too. That reminds me. I've sang Michael Bublé. Um, haven't met you yet. Now he can sing a little higher than me. There were a couple squeaks. There were a couple squeaks coming out of my voice box on that one. Um, I just don't have the vocal cord strength. So usually by the end of song one, toward the end of it, you're starting to hear the voice go a little bit. But that doesn't stop me from going two, three more. <laughs> I'll still go. I ain't scared. Um, yeah, 30 minutes. Oh, this is a thought I had earlier this week. So I live in a subdivision. Speed limit is 25. And I drove by a dead squirrel in our in the road. Just like maybe a couple hundred feet away from where I live. And at first I thought, who's ripping through here that they're hitting animals? Like that the animals don't have time to get out of the way. And then I thought, no, squirrels actually, if they die, it's on them. And I have no, I have no, little to no sympathy when a squirrel dies in the road. Because they're the (laughs) most agile creatures in our entire ecosystem (laughs) of suburban culture. But B, they're the most fickle creatures when they come to the road. It's like, yeah, I'm going. No, I'm going back to the ditch. No, yeah, actually, you know I am. They do this. They play this game with you. And I'm like, your blood is on your own paws, on your own claws. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like, I've tried. I I try. I've only. Actually, I don't know if I've ever hit an animal. Knock on wood. But I've come very close to hitting squirrels while like seeing them and trying to, like, not approaching them slowly and they'll do that little game until they're a yeah. foot away from your tire yeah your front tire and then you don't know if you hit them or not yeah it's a real life frogger for them it is they're they are playing a they're game. trying to play they're playing and i'm yeah i don't another thing is sometimes you'll see birds <laughs> i'm like hey you ha- you can fly you have the gift of flight what i w- the gift that i wish i had you don't have to be in the road they'll cross it like uh, headlight level. You see yeah. this sometimes? Oh, yeah. This seems like a game to them, too. Uh, when I see those two animals specifically, I do have some mad sympathy when, even if it's an ugly animal, like a possum, or a ra- raccoons are actually really cute. So, But if it's other animals like that, especially a cat, I feel terrible. Are you kidding me? But if it's a squirrel, you asked for it. You asked for it. You were playing games. If it's a bird, there's... You shouldn't have been there. You know, it's like, let me try to think of an analogy. It's like if I go to a gang fight just to observe and I get a stray bullet comes and hits me. That was on me. I shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. You could Actually, have been have a, a million I, other places. I got to wrap up here pretty soon because I do have a gang fight to get to later. And uh, <laughs> what if <laughs> it's on my calendar? <laughs> gang fight. <laughs> Bloods versus... Um, you ever watch the show Gangland actually? It no. used to be on A and E. There was um there was this all female gang in, in Chicago. I forgot what they were called. But they uh there was a girl like who was like one of the serious people in the gang. And her gang name was actually her real life name was difficult. Talk about talk about your parents really believing in you, <laughs> you know? Like you're going to cause me so much pain and challenge in life. I'm going to name you difficult as a baby. And that was, was it a self- her actual name or just like her street name. I think it was her actual name. Can you look it up? Yeah. Just search gangland difficult. 
female gang. Out of out of the womb. From girl to gangster is what I see first. Seconds old. Your name is going to be difficult. Let's name her hmm, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Bible character named Jabez, which I, I believe means pain. I keep hearing something. Is there like a do you do you hear something? No. Maybe it's I don't know. Is it the chair? When I move or something. Oh, is that chair creaking a bit? I need to tighten tighten up the screws on it. That's what you get, man. I can't find this anywhere. It's all right. Just You're trust lying. me. Just trust me that I'm stating fact. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what you were doing was just fact checking me, like while recording, and I respect that a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> the gang land. There was, man. There were some funny gangs on there. Some funny gang names. Um, have you ever been in a fight? Just once. Have I asked you that before? I think so. Feels familiar. <laughs> On the pot. Oh, I asked you if you've been arrested. Yeah. I've asked you that before. I had a concussion. It was in high school. Some guy pushed my head into a locker. I've never been told this. Yeah. On Maybe the, not. On the pod, though? I only Probably I not. only retain stuff that's on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a concussion from skateboarding, and he pushed my head into a locker, and it hurt really bad, so I turned around, pushed him, in the locker room, there were like knee-high benches to like sit on and tie your shoes. Oh, yeah. And he flipped over the bench. And then like everyone cheered for me. And I just went on to the next class. <laughs> and then I just went on to the next guy and I pushed him. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I thought you were going to say. Um, Who pushed my head into a locker and I got him. <laughs> After the first guy pushed my head into a locker while concussed, I pushed him. Went on to the next guy. He pushed my head into a locker and <laughs> pushed him while concussed. I just went down the line. <laughs> Dude, I was the... on a conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting your head slammed. By the end of it, you just have googly eyes. Like, you just... <laughs> I had a... Man, I had a concussion going into this, but after eight he- head slams into the locker... <laughs> oh... <laughs> The closest I ever came to a fight was also in high school. I mean, that's probably most people. I've never been in a fight other than this moment. Um, this guy, Gio, who we were actually boys, but I think I said something about his girlfriend or something, and he was the trumpet section leader in marching band. So needless to say, he was a powerful character in our in our world, all right, in our social circle. And so after school... I was getting my stuff. I kept my stuff in my band locker instead of my locker locker because, I don't know, I just had more space. By the way, I remember at the beginning of the school day, I would put my LG Envy phone, the flip phone that flipped hot dog style like this. had a full tactile keyboard. I remember just like turning that off during the day and putting it in there because I'm like, who's going to text me during school? Now, if I was in school, this is me just all day just texting. Texting, refreshing Instagram, Going to Facebook, going back to Instagram five seconds later because I forgot that I was just there. You ever do that? Yeah. Anyway, so I go to my band locker. Gio's in there. And he's with three of his boys. And the next next thing I know, I'm getting choked. What? Slammed up against band lockers. And in my... The way I, I have my hands on... If you're just listening to this, the reason my voice is going in and out is because I have my hands right here because I'm channeling this memory. Um, 
because <laughs> I have my hands right here, by the way, not even to script. They're just right <laughs> here. Trust me. And yeah, I was slammed up against the thing and I forgot the words exactly, but I remember immense pressure on my neck against the lockers and then, and then it was over. I probably talked my way out of it because that's my defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> That is my defense mechanism, honestly, though. Throughout, like, elementary school and, like, yeah, school in general, my security was based out of the ability to just get people to rally around me, you know? Dude, what was the reason? Do you know? I said I said something about his girlfriend at the time. And he choked you against the locker. Choked me. What's up with things happening near lockers? I don't know. I think, I don't know. Yeah. There's a reason though. Maybe it just happens a lot more than we know. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason that happens in like movies and stuff too. Friday night lights, locker fights and stuff like this. I have a funny thing to say. Cobra Kai. Yeah. You told me one time there was a feud between you and your brother and I forgot who threw the punch, but someone caught it. Greg did. You caught it. Oh yeah. We were fighting wrestling though. We never actually exchanged blows to faces. But we were fighting and wrestling and tumbling around like a couple of bear cubs. We were probably like like maybe 9 and 12 at the time. We're fighting, we're fighting. And we stand up and we square up and Greg goes to punch me in the nose. And just instinctively, I I catch his fist like a ball. Like a, somebody <laughs> threw me a ball and I had a mitt on. I catch his fist an inch away from my nose. And we both are just awestruck. He froze, I froze, and we were like, whoa, that was awesome. It was like we choreographed it because we used to choreograph stuff. We would choreograph lightsaber battles and stuff. All right, I'll go high here, and then I'll swing at your feet, but you got to jump over it. and then, Or we would go to medieval times, or not medieval times, the Renaissance Festival and get those wooden swords. Those were the best. Yeah, dude. Came with like, you could get like a shield with them too. Actually kind of dangerous, but who cares? It was fun. You caught his punch. I caught his, ultimately, all the choreography, all that stuff culminated in me being able to catch my brother's punch. And man, when we were kids and we would fight, I would always be like, someday I'm going to be bigger than you and I'm going to be taller and I'm stronger and I'm going to beat you up. (laughs) And now we are. I got four or five inches on him, about 80 pounds on him. When we wrestle, I got it. I got this on lock. But, he does still kind of have that brother mental edge. Older brother, you know. he's um, Older brothers are just wired differently. Yeah. He know? talks himself out of it. He what? Now he, talk, now he, talks, he himself talks himself out of, out of it. it. Yeah. He's like, Drew, 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 this isn't a good decision. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you three reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> By the end, you're rallying around him. <laughs> yes. other, right. other people are too oddly they're like yeah this guy's right I'm like who are i've never seen it's a him movie before. set yeah <laughs> um man i mentioned on the last episode t-ball um and one thing that i forgot to mention that came to mind after is that so i mentioned my own t-ball career and that it ended after one game so then church league softball as an adult at the age of, say, 26, 25, 26, that only went, well, I guess I played the whole season, I think, right? Didn't I? I played the whole season. Yeah. Scott Bettinger so. kept putting me in left field where there was no action because he didn't trust my arm. Blue but I had, team. What's that? Blue team. Blue team. But anyway, 
that one particular at bat, it wasn't even our first game, was it? I don't I don't know. I don't think it was. Early in the season. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time, a couple of her friends, my mom, my grandma, a lot of women that believed in me. And all my friends are on the team. Jordan's on it. Ben's on it. Joel was on it, right? Dave Donnelly. Dave Donnelly. My best friend Dave Donnelly was on it. How could I freaking... <laughs> Dude, shout out Dave Donnelly if you're listening to this. Um, I struck out twice in a softball game. That was humiliating. Wasn't but- your fault? <laughs> <laughs> it was only my fault. Yeah. There are moments in a man's life that he looks back on with, on one hand, a high degree of shame, regret. But on the other hand, if you're a wise man like me, you can look back on it and think, okay, how can I grow from that? And man, to be humbled in such a way, it was a good thing for me. You know? Yeah. I was humbled. You might as well. I mean... I was about to make an an analogy, but there's just very little I could actually compare that to. It sucked. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> sucked for me too. I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked at softball to the point where I struck out three times in slope slow underhand pitch. I was trying to crush the ball. You were though. trying to kill it, dude. I was trying to kill it. Because again, I was trying to impress the ladies. Well, mostly my girlfriend. But I was trying to put on like a performance here and I tried to do too much and I ended up, it backfired. So, which is unlikely because you have like phenomenal hand eye coordination. Now you're just, you're gassing me up, but I do have decent hand eye coordination. Throw me something. (laughs) (laughs) Throw me your bourbon glass (laughs) with bourbon in it. I have nothing to throw. That lamp. Should I throw you my phone? Unplug it first. No, don't throw me the phone. Yeah, go ahead. It's coming. Now keep in mind, the light is coming this way, so I'm still going to grab it with one hand. Throw it down here. All right, ready? Yeah. Caught it. Two messages failed to send because he's on airplane mode, so it doesn't ring. Now I'm just... You, did you guys see that, though? It was Toss a clean it like catch. the piece of paper, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just going to set it on the ground gently. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I'm going to Michigan soon. I wish you were coming with me, man. We could take this show on the road. We could do a couple Michigan episodes. We do I feel have like a... I spend three months in Michigan from Thanksgiving to Christmas. You do. If that makes and any sense. And you spend a, compo- a combined, like what, probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 days to be fair, right? It's a lot of time yeah. if you put it all together. Yeah. That's true. So don't come with me. But um, we will do some guest features in Michigan toward the end of this year. But we're also very excited. We do have a guest feature coming up within the next episode or two. Um, A close friend of both of ours, and it's going to be great. You'll just have to stick around to see who it is. I'm excited about that, our first guest. First guest. We we made the strategic decision early on. We wanted to kind of establish our vibe as a podcast, and now we're like, yeah, we've got an established rhythm. We're kind of settled into our our lane. We're staying in our lane, but we'd also like to include other people in our lane from time to time. Um, (laughs) Do you see what's next on the run sheet here? Yeah. Do you know what it is? No. All right. So I liked this girl a while ago, and I I was telling Jordan about 
her one time and how we went out. We were we walked across the sky bridge here or whatever you call it, the bridge over the river. And he's like, well, did you hold her hand? I was like, no, of course not. He's like, why? I was like, I don't like to hold hands while walking. He's like, what? Come on, why? I was like, it slows me down, restricts me. <laughs> he's like, dude, that's why you're single. You keep, like, you have to be able to, you have to, okay, I get it that maybe you don't like it, but you got to like give and take, right? It's not just all like, but yeah, it slows me down. I don't like to hold hands while walking. It slows me down and restricts me. But the next, I'll tell you what though, Jordan, I'm, I'm committing to this and you guys, I have you guys as accountability stouts honor. The next time I'm in a relationship, I'm not even going to mention it to her that I don't like to hold hands while walking. She'll never find out because I'm going to be a loving counterpart that willfully complies with that natural expectation of people to, to walk with their, their loved one hand in hand. Do you tell people that you don't like to hold their hand? No, in no, no, no. I've never verbalized that to anyone except for you and whoever's listening to this. Thanks for meeting with me for the first time. Just so you know. <laughs> I've got a couple rules. One, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to hold hands while walking. It slows me down and restricts me. <laughs> first rule, SMDRM. SMDRM. Need I say more? What would be my other rules? Do I need to really air that out right now? Probably not. Nah. Nothing else that comes to mind. So that's the most glaring, glaring thing. I don't know. Recently reorganized my apps on my phone though. So that's been fun. So when I think I'm going to Instagram, I actually, I instinctively hit like voice memos. <laughs> I'm like, cool. That's great. I think I'm going to work email. Here I am going to my useless folder. <laughs> you know what's in here? News, measure, compass, health. <laughs> oh, and watch, because I don't have an Apple Watch. Why don't you just delete them? Can I do that? Do you dare me? Whoa, you can delete these now. See, this just goes to show how old school I am. There used to be some non-negotiables yeah. from Apple. They'd be like, all right, you can delete everything except for these seven. Yep, I remember. So you can d- delete some of these now, huh? Yeah. All of them. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. iOS 14 popped off with like some pretty crazy things uh, for your home screen look. Have I you don't seen think that? I don't think I have that because I have an iPhone 7. I don't think I have the capacity, the screen capacity for that. Mm-hmm. I'm up to date on all the stuff. Yeah, I updated. So basically what it is is like instead of having apps... As you're on your home screen, there's a thing called app library. So if you like scroll to the right, Sir. it should be app library. And people are replacing the home screen with app icons with shortcut icons, which you can completely customize. I'm going to need a tutorial on this. Yeah. Can we do that after we get off the air? Yeah. I saw your I saw your home screen before we started. It's sweet. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's and sweet. I like that it's monochrome too. It's just kind of in one color scheme. It's like dark bluish and white. Yeah, it's like white, dark blue. So I guess it's not monochrome. Um it's varying shades of blue though, right? Yeah. Dark blue, dark blue, have you? Do you know that song? Anyone who says they don't know that song is not your friend. They're a liar. You can't be friends with liars. I don't even know why I pulled out this piece of paper. I'm not ready to talk about that yet. I uh, recently replaced the batteries in my Xbox. And I want to ask you this, Jordan. When you 
are replacing a battery thing and it says positive goes here, negative negative goes here. Do you know what those ends correspond to on the battery? Yeah. How? How do you know that? Whenever I can't I go, get over the fact that you said you changed the batteries in your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the prototype for the battery powered Xbox. <laughs> it operates off of two hundred double A batteries. <laughs> My Xbox controller. Thank you, actually. I, I always dude, think I of know. it as positive means there's something coming out of it protrusion. and negative is flat. That's a good call. And here's the thing about that, dude. I've studied batteries before. I kind of understand how they work on a molecular charge level. I go to replace these things and I can't tell which is the cathode and which is the anode. Cathode being the plus, anode being the... Whenever you see cath or CAT versus ANA, think about steroids. Catabolic steroids versus anabolic steroids. Although actually I don't know how that, why they assign those terms. But that's a thing. There's something to that. Catalysis versus a nail. No, that's not it. So anyway, <laughs> don't listen to me. Most of the things I say on here are not true. And that's one thing I, and that itself was not true because most of the things I say on here are true, except for that, what I just said about catabolic and anabolic. Um, <laughs> you guys went to Gatlinburg for vacation, eh? It was awesome. I would like to do that. Yeah, so Gatlinburg, how would you describe it? How would you describe Gatlinburg? It's two hours from here, southeast. Four. Oh, round trip. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually four hours one way. Yeah, about 350. I'll tell you a story of how Gatlinburg feels real quick. Sure. So Waze, I use Waze. And Waze took us off the freeway onto, you know, a Knoxville, like, state road. And then we went into the... Uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And Ooh. then I was like, Monica. Did you drive through it? Yeah. It was oh, amazing, by the way. Beautiful. Stopped by this, like, there was like a big traffic jam in the middle of the road. And nice. there were a bunch of people taking pictures of bears. Oh, man. I, Our friend Luke Paul just got out of there. He did. And he said, all bears are in hibernation. I'm here to tell him He's there's wrong. a couple in the trees. Wow. Oh, um, really? Yeah, you know turkeys. Turkeys sleep in trees. Turkeys in the wild, they sleep in trees. By the way, didn't know that. Videos out there of them going flying up at night to go sleep in their trees. It's wild. That's crazy. Keep going. So we were driving through, and I was like, "Monica, is our hotel like in the sticks? Like where? Where is it?" As soon as I said that, as soon as I got done saying that, it's like we made this curve, dude, (laughs) and it was literally like the way that I explain it is Frankenmuth times one hundred. Frankenmuth is like a you know, a, a yeah. city in, little, in Michigan. Yeah, it's like, like a, a charming, German. cute little Bavarian town. Yeah. It, does it have that feel? It's Gallenberg? got that feel, yeah. When you first get into it. So like out of this national park, we made this turn and it's this beautiful city. Love that. It was and awesome. it's a, it's a small, it's still like a smaller city, right? Like from yeah, wh- when you enter it, can you see the confines of the city? Uh, sort of, yeah. It's like yeah. a T. Like you enter in one way and then it kind of goes like a, a strip. Left okay, and right. copy, copy. Yeah, but all just like I would just surrounded by mountains and smoke. And you know, I know <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a natural resting fog, right? Yeah, Pretty it's much. really cool. Is it because of elevation? I think so, yeah, and humidity, I think. Oh, fair. Now, I know that tons of people from around here 
which we're in Nashville, Tennessee, a lot of people around here will go there on like little weekenders. Yeah. Bachelor party. Well, bachelor, bachelorette party. A lot of times people will go to Broadway, but if you're a little more low key, sometimes people will just grab a, a cabin Airbnb in Gatlinburg in the Smoky Mountains. And then at night they can just go down into town and there are some restaurants and bars and shops yeah. and right. Yeah. It looks like you, it looked like you guys had a ton of fun. That's sweet. Oh, for sure. I really want to check that out. You sometime. can get cabins there like 20, like that sleep 22 people, 25 people. For like super cheap, per yeah, night that's and what with a beautiful view. I've looked at some some rates before, not for quite that many people, but I, it's always reasonable. Yeah. So Gatlinburg, come see it, and then when you're coming through Nashville, holler at us. We'll feature you on the podcast. We'll say hi. We'll give you a Dickie's cup, and we'll send you on your way. <laughs> All right, it's that simple. Um, I want to go into the next segment. What have I been watching? Love that intro. Well, it's not an intro. Love that segue. Recently, uh, probably only two or three nights ago, for the first time in many years, I pulled up a movie that I haven't watched for many years. <laughs> That's called Redundant Communication, what I just did. I watched The Mask with Jim Carrey. <laughs> did you know Jim Carrey made The Mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber all in the same year? Dang. Uh, like, no. What a talented know. guy. He's unbelievable. True. And now kind of like having an appreciation more than I did when I was, say, 10 or 12, <laughs> uh, when I last saw The Mask, like be, seeing him do all those impressions and he's just like a zillion different zany characters, it's really cool. It's a good movie. Um, Did you see that movie back in the day? I've never seen it. Oh, wow. It's on yeah. Hulu. Yeah. It's on Hulu. I'll watch Streaming it. right now. You guys should watch it. Um. Yeah, it was it was it was hilarious too. And it's got it's really got everything. It's got a little love story. It's got a little real true emotional tie to the underdog being Jim Carrey, Stanley Ipkiss is his name. <laughs> Ipkiss is funny. He has some funny names in his movies. There's a name that stands out to me in Ace Ventura. His lands his landlord's name is Mr. Shikadance. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Shikadance, the rent is late again. Um, <laughs> he's funny though. The mask was great, dude. My my cousin got that movie for his third birthday from his his mom. That like it's not. I think it's PG thirteen, but a three year old shouldn't be watching that movie. That's Jude, man. It's Jude watching the mask. Two weeks ago, I give him the mask for his birthday. <laughs> yes, dude. there's like. There's there's gun violence in it. There is like a couple terrifying images if you're a kid. I remember being like, I don't know, 10 or 12 and being like, it's actually kind of messed up. <laughs> um, there is, yeah, Cameron Diaz is like sexy and like she's hot in it. There's no like sexual stuff that goes on in the movie. But even so, it's like, do you, do you want to expose your kid to this at three? <laughs> Is three the age, the coming of age that you really want to bring this about in your child's life? Um, that's a sidebar. But all that to say, I really enjoyed The Mask. And if you haven't seen it in a while, pull it back up and just reawaken your love and your appreciation for uh, Jim Carrey. So that's all for What Have I Been Watching? Okay, and I actually received some some customer or some some listener feedback. I was about to say customer feedback, obviously. 
I got some listener feedback from a friend Xander recently, and he's like, "Yeah, so is it is the segment what's Drew been watching?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Then why do you always intro it? What have I been watching?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm Drew, you freak. Don't question me on that. I get it that it's it maybe sounds a little inconsistent, and now that I'm calling attention to it, a lot more of you are probably going to notice and call further attention to it. But I'm doing it the way I want to do it. Are you on board with that, Jordan? Yes. So yeah. So I'll say like, and so I want to go to my next segment. What have I been watching? What's Drew been watching? What's wrong with that, Xander? If you're still listening to this, man, we love you. Get a life. We love you. <laughs> um, so, as I was watching The Mask, um, Ben Stein was in that. Remember Ben Stein? Yeah. Ben Stein was the. If you have dry eyes, moisturize with clear eyes. Boring guy. He's always been old, right? Yeah. He's always been, dude. He's I want so I watched that and I wanted to do a deep dive into him and see what he's doing now. He's only seventy four now. You would think that in two thousand two he was seventy four and he's dead by now. But no, he's he's yeah. alive and well. He was the professor in Richie Rich. Yeah. He was he was that he was in the mask he was the clear eyes guy on the eye drops commercials all these kinds of things Ben Stein so I did some a deep dive into him and I wanted to give you a, a little glimpse of what he's doing now let's first rewind a little bit and talk about Ben Stein as a person because you probably don't know him other than that voice but Ben Stein is the most famous economics teacher okay I pulled this from his website okay so it's gonna be a little biased Ben Stein is the most famous economics teacher in America. His comedic role as the droning economics teacher in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is by far the most widely viewed scene of economics teaching in economics history and has been ranked as one of the most the 50 most famous scenes in movie history. And here comes a train late in the episode. I am going to uh <laughs> can you guys hear that? I can hear it. Can you That's hear it? It's loud. Jordan? Yeah. Let's power through it, man. In real life, Ben Ben Stein is a powerful speaker on a couple different topics, blah, blah, blah. He went to Yale Law School, has his law degree, and he was actually the valedictorian of his graduating class at Yale. Unbelievably smart guy. And listen to this. Much more important, Ben Stein is morally committed to making your meeting a success. Okay, he's selling here. But his background includes poverty lawyer for poor people in New Haven, trade regulation lawyer for the FTC, this is serious stuff. This isn't just acting. Speechwriter for Presidents Nixon and Ford. Crazy. Writing speeches. Columnist, editorial writer for the Wall Street Journal. Teacher about law and economics at UC Santa Cruz and Pepperdine. He's written roughly 30 books about investing, blah, blah, blah. Written a column about this and this. Co-host along with Jimmy Kimmel of the path-breaking Comedy Central sh- game show, Win Ben Stein's Money. Do you remember this one? Yeah, I do. I loved that show. It was interesting. And I was too young to know any of, of the answers, so I was cool. But he lives in Los Angeles with his wife of 45 years, Alexandra, two dogs, and six cats. Too many cats. I'm allergic, so I'm sneezing if I go into his house. And then shortly after, I'm going to break into hives. He loves people, loves to meet new people, hang out with them. He's a party guy, albeit an extremely serious econ- economist and a decades-long critic of excessive Interesting guy. But anyway, Ben how, Stein, dude. Ben Stein. How are we doing on time? We're pretty good on time. <laughs> With the train going in the background, 
that's all I've got for today. Please, if you are liking what you're hearing, subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the things. Follow us on Instagram as well. But for now, thanks again for listening to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. hear the audible smile. (laughs) Bye.